everybody. Welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There. We are a funny podcast about family. My name is Dustin Nickerson. I am the host of the aforementioned podcast. And alongside me mm-hmm. is Stephen English. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the producer. And uh, he probably has some other roles in this podcast. Yeah, you know, I... Uh that's not a good start. That's not <laughs> <laughs> when the job description starts yeah. with that. I'm trying to think of what I can say. Yeah. I, I'm an uploader. Uh, yeah. I upload. Uh-huh. I, uh, I'm a description you writer. You download if you need to. I download if I need to when <laughs> necessary. I. Uh, and alongside him with a really nice, uh, uh, pleasant, upbeat laugh that we don't normally have in our in our intros here is the one and only uh, Dorothy Tran is Dorothy here. Dorothy Tran. Uh, how are you, Dorothy? Good. Thanks for hanging alongside with us here. If you guys don't know and you haven't listened to the episode that we've done do- with Dorothy or this is your first time tuning in, Dorothy is the wife of our producer. Yeah. They've been married three times. <laughs> <laughs> too many. Yeah. Too many. That oh is boy. three times too many. <laughs> and she's got a baby on the way. Oh, That's yeah. right. When is that baby coming? August 10th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty soon. I mean, it's uh, that's gonna be a hot summer for you. Oh, I know. (laughs) We're like thirteen weeks counting right now. Thirteen more weeks to go. You're like the only citizen in San Diego right now, like praising God for the overcast. Oh, for real. I've been looking at like bathing suits, (laughs) (laughs) like pregnancy maternity ones. Should have a cute one. You know, you looked on my phone because I was on something the other day, and it kept coming up. Like bathing suit <laughs> things kept coming up on my phone, and I was like, "What is what <laughs> site did I go to that they think I like want to like peruse like pregnant yeah. women in swimsuits?" Yeah, but that yeah. makes way more sense. Yeah, because I've, I've been trying to find like right. something cute. Well, stop doing it on my phone. You're messing up all my ads, mm-hmm. man. Sorry, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find out what's cool out there. But you're like, well, while I'm here, though. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. check it out. <laughs> I mean, Google knows what's what it's doing. They're not idiots. They know what they're doing. And you know what? It'd be Three really hours funny later, I came out the other you side. You said yeah. that, and Dorothy, you're like. Wow, I didn't use your computer. I didn't use your phone. <laughs> <I> didn't. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> no, I was shopping for you. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. I was uh-huh, trying to. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, we, uh, there's a particular topic that has to do uh, with pregnancy that I want. We, we invited Dorothy to be on. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. Before we do that, we always have some normal little business to get yeah. into, though. Our episode today mm-hmm. is with the very funny Jason Lawhead. Yes. Uh, Jason is a stand-up comedian. Uh, he tours all over. He opens for the great Bill Burr. Uh, he's based like halfway between here and uh, he's like, you know, what do we call it? North County? North County. He's around okay. the San Diego yeah. area. Uh, really, really funny guy. You can follow him on Instagram at Lawheads Court. Uh, L-A-W-H-E-A-D-S-C-O-U-R-T. You're probably going to be able to spell that. And his, uh, and his Twitter handle is Jason Lawhead. Uh, you can give him a follow there. We have a yeah. we have a nice little chat with him. Yeah, we chat a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah. Which is this is going to be a sports heavy episode. Yeah, okay. which is fine. I can swim in those waters. We yeah, can, we can hang in those. Uh, so we talk. But he grew up in a, like a sports family. His dad was a coach. They're Midwest folks. Cleveland, like just like basketball, football, baseball, like everything. Yeah, it was like the cornerstone of his family. Yeah. You know, it, it, and and that was like his first job was being a was a yeah, ball boy. Yeah, it seemed like it was hard for him to even remember a a childhood memory that, <laughs> like he it was right. all filtered through sports. Right. You know, like he like, knew well, nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Like, what crazy. was Christmas? Is like, well, sports. You're like, yeah, all right. The whole family what? just speaks in, in sports talk. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, dad was the coach, and mom was crazy fan, yeah. and. 
uh, you know, he missed too many shots. He doesn't get to eat that kind of stuff. <laughs> not, not to that extreme. <laughs> Uh, so, but speaking of sports, this is, I'm telling you, everything is going to segue nicely into sports today. It's a very yeah. sports heavy, uh, episode. If you guys did not listen to us last week, then, uh, this is the first you're going to be here about, but we are working, uh, with the Salvation Army Croc Center mm-hmm. and their Heroes fundraising campaign. Yeah. Do you know about that? No, I don't. Look Tell at, me listen more. to this pitch that I can give you right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as many of you guys do know, for five years, I worked for the Salvation Army Croc Center, and my wife continues to work there. We're really involved in their community, and they have unbelievable amounts of programs, ballet, um, you know, the piano lessons, swim lessons, and a big part of what they do is obviously sports programs, uh, flag football, soccer, basketball, tons of sports. Hockey. I love hockey. that. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Ice hockey. All yeah. kinds of fun stuff. And... Uh, the Croc Center is strategically placed in a community where a lot of the kids and families and seniors around there can't afford to partake in those programs. Yeah. So the Heroes Campaign is a campaign that they do every year to raise money uh, for those individuals in need in that community to be able to take part in the life-changing programs at the Croc Center. Yeah. So we're working with them because uh, in May through June... They're sent out to raise one hundred five thousand uh, dollars just to give money to these uh, individuals. It's such an easy way to directly help people. I think sometimes when you give to a charity, you're like, I don't know where this is. going. Yeah. Go. Like, yeah. What, what, are, what are they going to do with my money? Exactly. Yeah. Right. This is going to teach a kid how to swim. This right. is going to give a cool. kid uh, a week a day camp. This is going to like uh, give seniors activity, you know, like yeah. uh, programs for health or yeah. to teach them how to use a computer. Yeah, like Krav Maga like for that. seniors. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get, get started. It. And we're making it as easy as possible to give. All you have to do to give to this is text backseat. That's one word to 41444. That's text backseat to uh, 41444. Yeah. Four, three, fours, four, one, four, 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 four. Yeah, that's three, four, four. Backseat to 41444. You want to say it another time, don't you? You guys got it. Uh, and I love that you guys have always been doing it. Uh, please, when you do it, if you if you think to, it's going to send you the verification once you donate. Yeah. And a couple of you guys have been like uploading that and putting it on Instagram and tagging us in the Croc Center. Love it. That's do, awesome. Yeah, it's I an opportunity last week. to give back. You did? It's very easy. Yeah, I, I gave my whole producer's fee last week. Is that the, true? Yes. Are you telling the truth? I'm telling the truth, yeah. Oh, man. So I want everyone Did to match. I had no idea. I yeah. want everyone to match my $14. Oh, <laughs> yeah. see, I knew it was a bit. I, I knew know, it right? was a bit. Right? No, I did, though. I did. I gave you my. You know, I can verify that, right? I mean. <gasps> okay, I was going to. I meant to. Okay, now let me read one email and then we're going to get into it with the one Dorothy Tran here, who's the only real professional we have here in right. radio. So. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, I wanted to read this email uh, that we got today to with the subject, Dear Host Dustin and Producer Steven. Mm-hmm. I love it when they give us our titles like yeah. that. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, this is from Lauren. Lauren said this say, uh, sent uh, this to us just a couple days or, days ago. I'm a latecomer to the podcast scene, a 30-ish mom of three girls with another on the way. Hey, congratulations. congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and saw Dustin on tour last year and decided to check it out. Uh, that was November, and I've since listened to every op- episode at least once. 
I've tried finding another podcast to listen to, but nothing measures up to the gloriousness that is Don't Make Me. She even, Aww. I, I wow. like that she kind of gave us a little nickname there, yeah, too. Don't the Make glorious. Me. Don't Make Me. Yeah, Don't Make Me. Um, <laughs> She's got four kids, man. She doesn't have time yeah, to Yeah, this t- is my favorite part. This is why I wanted to read. My new favorite hobby is plugging in my headphones, ignoring my three kids, and cleaning <laughs> the house. It's literally the only thing that motivates me to clean these days. If only I had a munchie mug. Boom. Oh. Somebody else put the sponsor sneak in for me. <laughs> oh. yeah. This is this is Lauren, oh, I'm coming after you, man. Lauren, how, this. H- how old are your kids, Lauren? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a validated you know? email. Yeah. Wow. I don't even have to try and sneak in the munchie. Lauren, mug. if I see you, I know that you're complicit in this whole game of nope. that this whole game that we've got going on and I'm going to I'm coming after every single it, that's person. That's a genuine too. I, I know I've, I'm I've coming s- after everybody though. Yeah. I'm getting my revenge on everybody. Dorothy, I'm what do you know about Munchie Mug? Uh, I know that it's the best snack cup around yeah. and it's made and manufactured in the United States of America. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are so grateful for Munchie Mug and their partnership with us. Just like Dorothy said, even better than we do. Uh, it is it is the best spill proof uh, cup on the market. Yeah, and all they kinds come of in really cute colors oh, too. By the way, absolutely. Yeah. Um, teal's really hot right now, you guys. Oh, it's teal, like, kind of like the Tiffany's color. Yeah, that's yeah. really cute, and the gray. Those are like two of the big, biggest sellers, in. they're and just did, adorable. Uh, well, if you wanted to get one, did you know that you get free shipping? I did not. And did you, if you wanted a discount, do you know how to get a discount? I'm going to guess it has something with don't make me come back through. You're going to go to munchymug.com mm-hmm. and you're going to type in don't make me. Yeah. And you're going to get 25% off of 20. I forget the promo 25. code. 25. That's a steal. <laughs> That's a steal. Plus free shipping. Yeah, come on. And yeah. Dorothy, you can go to munchymug.com and put in the promo code. I don't listen to my husband's <laughs> podcast <laughs> because you don't because if you did you'd know that's the right. also uh that could be said the same for you I baby don't listen yeah. to hers because i talked all the <laughs> shit about, oh sorry i like that you create work for him yeah oh man that is true i don't listen to hers either uh, uh it's always a treat to have you on and i'm uh this is your third time on yeah i love being on with you guys it's always a treat what i specifically wanted to talk to you about today uh, tonight, because it is, it, this is, uh, sometimes we record these in advance, but this is the, you know, this podcast is coming out in like three hours, <laughs> depending, <laughs> yeah, depending uh, on when you get done. Yeah, and <laughs> trending today, uh, is I know a few of you guys probably saw, uh, some of you guys are more plugged in than others. Had you seen this? Had you guys seen I this I didn't see it until before? you sent this to me, actually. A really, really interesting story today, uh, an opinion piece that ran in the New York Times from... A former Olympian and national champion, uh, 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 I think I'm saying it right, uh, Alicia Montano, I think is how you say it, Olympic runner and three-time U.S. national champion, right. okay. and told her story of getting pregnant and having a kid and just th- how her life changed, not just personally, because of course yeah. it's going to change personally, right. sure. but how it changed professionally as a runner and her sponsorships. Now, chime in here. Did you read the story, Stephen? I didn't read okay, it, Okay, no. great. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you'll still chime in with a strong opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very opinionated, yeah. Uh, if I'm understanding, if I'm recalling correctly, and you can fill me in if I'm wrong, if you think Dorothy is, she essentially said that Nike, who was her sponsor, which is mm-hmm. how they make their money, mm-hmm. was treating it like an injury. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> which is crazy, because yeah. I, I never, I didn't know that. I mean, she was going on about, it's not just Nike, but it's all the sponsors and even the um, the Olympics. Right. That's that's the their only way of earning income is through sponsorships. Right. And, and only if they place in the top three or four right. or five. It's not a financially lucrative 
thing. No. I think no. especially in uh, smaller sports like that. Yeah, right? track. <laughs> yeah. You're not running out of there with like a ton of money. Yeah. So Nike made pretty clear to her like, okay, but if you're not competing again soon, we're going to kick you to the curb. Yeah. They paused her contract yeah, is pause, what she said. Which is firing you. I yeah. mean, like you're, you're not, not getting paid. Right. <laughs> That's insane. Pausing a yeah. And they, she said um, the U.S. Olympic uh, Committee yeah. took away her health insurance when she's not competing either. So how are you supposed to have a kid? How are you supposed to raise a baby? Wow. Without and, health insurance. And wow. these women are like the breadwinners for yeah. their family. Yeah. Right? And it's so crazy. When I read, I read that, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't realize that. And then I, it made me really mad because Nike got me. Remember a, co- a yes. couple months ago when they put out that whole ad about like female empowerment and yep. when, you know, when, when you cried, then they say you're emotional, but it's not. And, yeah. and you know, it was all, all about Serena Williams becoming a mom and yeah. being super awesome and being a, a world-class athlete. And I was like, yeah, like go women. I'm so, I'm so happy that somebody else is, is coming out and yeah. recognizing this, but to learn the hypocrisy. I know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was so mad. Yeah, and I and Serena, I thought was an interesting case too, because you know that it didn't kick Serena to the curb. No, because she's she a moneymaker. Yeah. yeah, she's a moneymaker. I it's so you know I don't I would never call for a protest of anybody. Live your life, buy the products that you want to. Right, whatever. But I do think that is such a fair critique of their hypocrisy. Oh like yeah, you said that it's all this stuff. But I felt the same thing. When the Kaepernick came stuff came out because I'm like, listen, you can get behind this or not get behind this. But if you think that Nike has true convictions right. on this, you're an idiot. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nike's doing this to sell some sneakers. That's why those billboards ran in L.A., yeah. San Francisco, New, New York, York yeah. Chicago. I didn't see him when I was in Birmingham. They did not run. No, they, oh. did not, no. <laughs> they did not run in Chattanooga. They did not run in. Yeah, they ran in, <laughs> in where they know the people yeah. would look up and go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But J.J. Watt was still on every single Houston billboard. Yeah. There's definitely no, yeah. no Kaepernick in Houston. Let me ask this then with that, because I was talking to Melissa about this, and they're almost this weird hybrid because, like, you know, Melissa right now, if Melissa got pregnant, which Lord willing, she won't, uh, her, <laughs> her words, not mine. I actually showed her a picture of, we have a pregnant cousin age. It's like any part of you, she want to have like, wish, you know, we could have one more. Or you want to get pregnant again? She's like, God, no. Like, <laughs> you guys are good with three. not. Yeah. There's no part of me. And I'm like, all right. Well, I, I could see her say that. That's really funny. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, she was like, mad at me. Like, are you, <laughs> are you sick? How many Trulies did you have on the plane? <laughs> Take it easy. Oh, LaCroix. You got to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, it was like, uh, so we, but, but right now, like, she's not insured. But so, because we're, you know, independent contractors. Like, right. we own dustin nickerson comedy but like that's just a formality like right. we we're we're contractors mm-hmm. so we have insurance that we buy you know that we pay through through the state and all that kind of stuff and well we pay private insurance but that's and so we knew if she would get pregnant we would have to pay for that but that's so much different than to what you said which is no, you have health insurance right. until you get pregnant. Right. right. And then what are you supposed to do? Right. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer is. What's the answer? Because I understand it. I think that, like the the Nike CEO, you know, are saying there or not even the CEO, but the business manager is going like, listen, we're not making any. The point of us sponsoring these athletes is so that our logo is on TV right. and is at these events 
and our brand is being perpetuated. Yeah. And if they're not doing this, then they're but not that's fulfilling so their messed end. Up, though, I don't disagree. <laughs> it's such a double standard. It's like let the record show. Those were not. I would <laughs> right. Those, those were not. <laughs> no, yes, no, no. Because if that gets blogged about, yeah. but it's yeah. crazy because like it's not like when when these football players who or, or basketball players, other athletes, male athletes are going out and starting families, they're not getting punished for yeah. it. Whereas these women are getting punished right. for it. I mean, yeah. Even, even when they get hurt, I mean, Boogie Cousins is, I mean, I'm sure Boogie Cousins didn't lose whatever money he's making from right. Nike. When right. He hasn't, he's played like 15 or 20 games this year. Yeah. He's been sitting on the sidelines wearing, not even wearing like the jersey, wearing just a suit. What, uh, what was the Steelers guy that sat out all year this year? Oh, Le- Le'Veon yeah. Bell. But yeah. He's still. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure yeah. he still kept that 100%. check coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's funny too that like, it's super short-sighted that they didn't see this coming. Right. Like, how do you not see, in this day and age, how do you not see a backlash to something this, like this coming? Like, you could have told this woman, hey, not only are we going to pay through your through your your insurance through this, yeah. but we're going to, like, put you out there. We want you to tell, b- yeah. build, on, build on the same thing they did with the Serena yeah. Williams thing. I mean, this is a very cynical way of say, saying it, but, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a decision, at least, like, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. And yeah. Say, oh, we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to yeah. keep paying you, and we want you to go out. We want you to be on Good Morning America. No, right. they did do about, that. They did do that with her when she, she ran her... With her first daughter, yeah. she was eight months pregnant, running a race, mm-hmm. and what? They, yes, and yeah. they were they. She was on all these talk shows, and yeah. she was saying, you know, hey, I'm doing this to show that you know exercise is good for pregnant women and their babies, yeah. and that you can do it. Meanwhile, in in the back of her mind, she's thinking like, I'm doing this because I need it. I need to be yeah. able to have this baby and pay for my baby. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if yeah. she were to, I mean, any anything else, she wouldn't be getting paid. Yeah, like she can't come out and say. Well, I have to do it because Nike's not going to pay me. Right. You know, then they'll pull her her sponsorship. Immediately. Yeah. 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 And then you got to sign with ASICs and nobody. (laughs) She did sign with ASICs. She did sign with ASICs. Yeah. Yeah. Pull a Kawhi. What's after that? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Deodora. I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I do like any time that hypocrisy like that is exposed. And I think it was like a really beautiful, honest piece that she did. I was glad to see it was trending. I just want to let you guys know that Steven, if you do get pregnant, I will continue to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good guy. If a miracle happens like that, no. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Dorothy, for swinging by and talking on that. We'll have you again on soon. Oh, I always want to hear you. Not yeah. just when it's like a pregnancy-related thing. Okay, cool. I knew I was coming over to you guys' place anyways, and I was like, oh my gosh. That's just real. There is a well-spoken... <laughs> Uh, intelligent, thoughtful, uh, pregnant woman in that home yes. already. Get her on. Uh, guys, as always, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever yeah. you may listen to us and shoot us emails at don't make me come back there at gmail.com. And if you want to do the work for me and maybe throw in a munchie sneak mug, sneak in, in that munchie <laughs> mug. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, enjoy this episode, everybody. Take care. Well, thanks for doing this, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. you coming in. Yeah, so I just came. I'm like a, I'm in like an emotional mood because I just came from my son's game. He's like on a bad team this year. Okay. And how old again? He's 11. Okay. So it's his last year of little league before he either does travel ball or just kind of continues in the Patriot League or whatever. But I, um, he's on a bad team. He's a good player, but he's on a bad team. And we were. Uh, we were playing the team today that's like the finally we're going to get a win team. Ugh. In the, <laughs> you know. And I don't it, like where the story's going. Well, <laughs> and then we lost. Ugh. And then there was a realization of like, oh, no, worthy. Yeah, you're the we're only- finally going to get a win team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> 
but you, you could just feel it hit the kids of like, oh no, we thought they were the bottom feeders, yeah, and we're losing to them. Whoa. And it was a dramatic game. Like they went up, and we left a lot of runners on early, which always scares you. Yeah. We were like up three zero, but we left. We had back to back innings where we left the bases loaded, and we're like, oh wow, that's a problem. That can be. And, and they play what six innings? Six innings, and there was like some controversial calls, and I got scolded by the ump. So, are you coaching? No, no, I was just in the. You're, f- you're in the fan. You're in the audience getting scolded by the. Ump. I help coach when I'm like I'll help coach practices, but they can only be like two or three in the dugout. So I'm just like. Gotcha. But I I usually am pretty. But there was you're a- like Dennis Hopper and Hoosier. You just come in <laughs> drunk, screaming, <laughs> crashing the field. <laughs> hey, that's a double. Oh, you got the bag on that one. Don't worry, it's just one of the players. I'd like to think no, okay, uh, I'm just but there were two. Well, there was one today where uh, there were two plays today. One where there was a bad call at third, and I was like, "He took his foot off the bag," and the ump turned and looked at me. This was after the second thing I had said to him. That was the second thing I had said to him. He was like, "I don't know what you're looking at," and I was like, oh, "Okay, you hear me now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And the one before that, though, I was right, and they switched it because you know that was like I don't know. How, I'm sure you know baseball yeah. really well, but there was like. You know, a kid hit a double, and the run scored, but then he got thrown out at third, right. and he's like, the run doesn't count. And I was like, oh, no, the run does count. If right. the run came in across the plate before the tag was it, applied, exactly. it sure does As count. long as it wasn't a force as out. As long as there wasn't a force yeah. to end the inning, yeah. And then he heard that one, but he didn't. I could tell he didn't like that because the second one was not enough to get a. So scold. you corrected him on a call. He never overturned that call. He did overturn that call. Oh, so but he didn't like he that. Didn't I, like that, <laughs> that he had to be taught the. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He um, just didn't know the rules. Another one yeah. later, where it was a kid got beamed and then he tried to run to second, and our coach was like, "That's a dead ball." And everyone's looking at the ump, and he just goes, he just nodded yes. And I was like, you got to make that call, not the... Right. Yeah. <laughs> All that to say, even uh, with my antics, we we lost, and I think are officially the worst team, potentially. Ooh, do you have any wins? We have I mean, a couple a, wins. Okay. Yeah, we have... Uh, it's not... It's a long season, and yeah. at this level... It is all about pitching. Yeah. If well, you have, and we just don't have. I think it's pitching. about at any level, really. At yeah. the end of the day, you know, you can hit bad pitching, and if that is, um, yeah. you know, all you can do, then you're going to lose the good pitching. Yeah. Always. Well, and do you remember being a kid, uh, you know, playing baseball, like how intimidated you'd be by a fast pitcher? Oh, well, that's what I was saying. <laughs> like at that, rumor at that, would get around. At that age, there usually is. Yeah, rumor would get around. Yeah. Like you, you know. You didn't even walk close to those kids in the hallway <laughs> that could throw that could throw like seventy at, at that age, you know. Like you were just like, dude, don't even. I don't even want to get close to that yeah. kid. I mean, you know, dodgeball, all yeah. those things that you might have got thrown. Yeah. But if it, especially if they went to another school and there was like a legend. Oh yeah. Them, There's right? like folklore. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. There's yeah. folklore. Like we had a kid. I played uh, on a team with a kid that had one of those. I was a. Uh, not even a serviceable baseball player. I loved the sport. Right. I loved it. And I and you I grew wish. up in Cleveland? I grew up in the Cleveland area. Yeah. Uh, you know, my dad was a high school, legendary high school basketball coach. Oh, okay. So that was the sport I was really groomed in. And I was a solid high school ball player on very good teams, not like your son. But uh, <laughs> but exactly. we were like we we weren't a yeah we were like state I mean, my dad had state ranked programs almost every year and uh, so but um, I always wished and I didn't play baseball in high school because we had a really good baseball program too mm-hmm. it was like a we were like known for no football it's just like 
like three and seven every year. And then basketball and baseball were the two big sports in right. high school. And I already knew I was smart enough to know the writing on the wall. I was the actually, actually because the baseball coach, you know, and my dad were, was the basketball coach. So they were friends, lifelong friends. They were like kind of there their whole lives. I actually kept, this is interesting. I was not good enough to play high school baseball, mm-hmm. but I am inducted into the Lorraine sports hall of fame. On the 1990 Lorraine Catholic Boys State Runner-Up Baseball Team. <laughs> because I was the only kid in school that, that was didn't play, that was nerdy enough about baseball, that knew how to keep official score. Oh. <laughs> so Coach McCall brought me along for the ride, and he put my name on the register of a team member i was blown away because i didn't even you know for the state for the state games and tournaments i didn't get a sit in the dug i didn't there was official scorekeepers sure, that were right, represented right, right, I, sure. I didn't get to be you know i could sit back in the crowd if i wanted and do it but it was no reason i so i basically just did them for the home games because i didn't want to travel with the team it was like i was playing open gyms after school like if right, there was a home right. game behind the school i did it sure why and, not but you know what? I'm still. I never made it into the Lorraine Sports Hall of Fame for any basketball category. My dad's there as a coach. He's got a few teams um, inducted, special teams that were that good. Yeah. And he's got ex players that were greats that that have been inducted over time. And I'm inducted for a sport I didn't even play. <laughs> I couldn't even keep score of the away games, and I'm and I'm, and I'm inducted. <laughs> I would love if there were just like a like a little like a little pair of glasses next to your name in there or something yeah. like or like the a little little, little asterisk little tiny pencil yeah a little tiny pencil yeah. that's what I, i've got the you know the doctor the you know the what it, they, they give you the certificate yeah. that looks like a college the closest yeah. thing i have to a doctor <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing is there is like you were a jock like you yeah. were playing well yeah i you was weren't the, i was an athlete yeah, I was, yeah no. you weren't the stereotypical scorekeeper though no, exactly. For yeah. baseball, I had to be. Yeah. Football, I didn't play in high school. I could have played. I was a solid football player, secondary. I was laying hard hits from yeah. the secondary in junior high. Were you I was. a big kid? or? No, but I was fearless, and I had some speed to get to the ball. Yeah. So I was, um, and I had a big head. I don't know if you noticed, but I have a huge. I, do. I was going to say something. I'm glad you I, said dude, it. I have a huge head. And so I had a but huge head. But was it that head. size at like 11? It was bigger than everybody else's. I had to wait for a helmet. No, they had to go. The, the, yeah. I'm not kidding you. The seventh grade conditioning, I had to do nothing but run for the first week because they had to wait to get a helmet from the high school center. That's hilarious. That's so funny because that is the second comedian yeah. we've had oh, on yeah. this podcast. Shinadu. Naka, who had to have like a special helmet and i'm thinking there's something here some family there's some childhood trauma yeah. that led you into comedy i'm just like your helmet being, didn't fit right yeah no, i just ridiculed yeah, so you had so big head early i had a big head and i so i could lay i could lay the wood i wasn't afraid i put i led i would be i would if i if if there was fines in like junior high football <laughs> for today's rules yeah. i would i would owe the league three right. million dollars yeah. for a, the amount of just direct head yeah. hits i would have but i could hit like i could hit guy i broke a kid a guy that's still a friend to my of mine today uh, i broke his sternum in a game he came across the middle eighth grade football he came across the middle a little quick tight end pass over yeah. the middle you know seven or eight yards and i went right into the middle of right he was exposed and i went right in and buried him hard off of us <laughs> about a two or three step sprint into his chest and pile drive them into the ground. <laughs> no, they took them away in an ambulance. Yeah. I swear oh, to God. 
And you remain friends. Yeah, well, you know, hey, it was just a good, it was a hit. I didn't hit him in the helmet. Yeah. But, so what you're know. saying is if you would have kept playing, you would have been pretty active. I would have been able to, I would have been known as a guy that like, watch out going yeah. across the middle. Because <laughs> that dude's got a head, he's got a he he's got an orange on the toothpick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of that boy's head. <laughs> I love it, man. My head was so big that I, I used to do my own joke back then. I go, my my head's so big in this helmet, they're going to call us for too many men on the field. In your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only 11 of us. There's 12 heads. Oh, look Wait at the minute. size of that now. I, I, I just counted 12 heads. No, there's obviously 11 bodies. Your helmet looks like the old cart that used to have the helmet back in the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the bullpen cart. Why'd they get rid of those? Yeah, those, those were things, way more oh, stylish, right? Yeah, that's nice. So you know, great. or are you too young for that? I'm older You're... than you. <laughs> I know. You're just a late start to life. That's so. funny. <laughs> yeah, so, man, I just stuck the b-ball. And uh, hoops, and your dad and... was your coach? Yeah, my dad was the high school varsity coach. So and, there's uh... one of two extremes on Coach's Kid, right? Uh-huh. Which is like you're, he's the absolute hardest on you. Yeah. Or you're the best player. Like, you know, sure. like our, our on our kid's team right now, right. the Coach's Kid bats third. Right. Plays right. shortstop no, 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 when no. he's not. That, that wasn't a, a case at all with us. Now... My dad wasn't some just absolute, you know, kick us in the shin hard. Yeah. He was a realist is what he was. (laughs) And he, uh, you know, my junior year, I came off the bench early on and did well. You know, in the first, I was a sixth or seventh man my junior year. We had a really good team. We went all the way to the final at 816. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I I was playing behind two basically all state guards that were seniors and uh, i came in and i played steady in the first you know half of the season and we you know we played good teams all the time and then i went into a slump and he, he benched me i mean uh there was a time where i didn't get into ball games in a stretch and it was it was contentious at yeah, home little little tension at the dinner table little tension at the dinner table but did it were you so, so he was a realist he was like hey man you know well, this is the way it is you yeah know? And i mean he was hard on me like if i screwed up i mean he didn't he didn't coddle me now my senior year i started at the two guard and uh, was uh the uh, out of the we had a good team and you know i was regulated to about seven shots a game i was a, <laughs> i was i could shoot i was a, yeah, a great yeah. three-point shooter i was i was a deadly three-point shooter but we were an inside team we were six seven and six six up front or six 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 five and uh, our point guard was six three i mean we were big and we we played a style of ball that pounded it into the post and right. uh, we we either played transition up and down and that's where i got points in transition on some layups and in half court sets on kickouts to threes now we had a great forward an all-state forward who was a junior when i was a senior that would get double teamed a lot and i got some kickouts so <laughs> i had my nights where there was but i mean over the average i averaged about seven and a half shot attempts a game some games i got my feed as a three-point shooter right but that's what i was and i was just a you know play steady hard defense pass the ball i was a great passer and mm-hmm. um i loved uh, you know playing in that that uh that atmosphere because we you know ohio basketball those little communities that's you know back in those days i played in the early 90s and uh late 80s early 90s and you know those places were just uh, hotbeds you know right. i mean you know you'd go in i mean i was playing 
I could have played like Division Three small college ball, and you'd go visit those places, and there'd be 200 people, and it yeah. was like some students and their parents and grandparents, and I was playing. We were playing. You know, the news were coming out to our games. Yeah. We, were play, we were playing in front of three, four thousand sold out gyms, big you know end zone seat gyms. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we were on the radio all the time. We were right. on a few different TV. Like we, you know. There, there I remember a, like, it, culturally, like it's so ingrained in the Midwest and Ohio. So I remember it was before comedy is like probably seven, eight years ago. The last day job I had, I worked for uh, rec centers, mm-hmm. like YMCA's. And we went to like this tiny one in Dayton. It was like our smallest one that we had. And I went in and it was the most immaculate basketball court I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, then we went into like, I mean, they like, they like, uh, they we barely should... had like functioning toilets and water. Right. And then they had like, and then I went into their coach's room and I was like, this oh, yeah. is nicer than the rest of this facility. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just no, you. 72 inch flat screens, comfortable chair. Like, I was like, you know, like just dialed in microphones to each other. I was like, you all, you put all the money on the coach's room. Right. Yeah. No, a lot of those, I mean, you should see some of those high school gyms and some of those. Uh, places all over Ohio because high school football and basketball those sports are just they're everything out there you know I mean high school football Ohio's one of the it's where the football hall of fame is right you know the famous Maslin and 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 Camp McKinley rivalry mm-hmm. where, the, where the hall of fame game is that's Camp Mc I mean the hall of fame that stadium that they use that's a high school football stadium that's, <laughs> oh that's, I didn't know that <laughs> yeah that's Camp McKinley's and then yeah. up the road is Paul Brown Stadium where Maslin is and that's yeah. a, that's another 25,000 seater I mean it's amazing it's something we don't appreciate on the west coast because yeah. I grew up in Seattle and I live in you know San Diego now I remember a few years ago I was doing a show in like Shreve Shreveport Louisiana and I drove by this high school and I was like oh what what D1 college stadium is that? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, that's the less good high school stadium yeah. in town. Right. <laughs> Freaking yeah. Jumbotron. The Texas thing. is yeah. full of football, high school football stadiums that look like college size yeah. stadiums. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're enormous. It's an- amazing. So Ohio's got that. Like, And so I grew up in this cool atmosphere of, uh, you know, my dad. So as a, I, that was my whole life. I, yeah. I started out as a ball boy, you know, and then I was like a team manager and then I played for my dad and then I went These on. These were all for your dad's teams? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was, my dad was uh, in the same job. He was the head coach at our high school for his whole life. Was he like the PE teacher slash? No, no he was the uh, athletic director and he also taught a couple of. Uh, that was a full-time uh, job at your high school being the AD? Well, no, no, he had to teach, so he, oh, okay. he he taught to, but he was an administrator. And then he moved up to like dean of men as well, so he had some administrative hours and uh, his head coaching. And then he ca- he taught to political science. He was a big political science guy, so okay. he taught to political science electives for seniors. It was like a history elective, and he kind of he kind of shaped. I do a I used to do a bit about it where he was like such a good coach. They just let him pick. They were like, you know, you got to teach. They were just like, they let him. He was just Whatever like, you want. They're like, yeah, you just, you know, you got, you got, you know, all these degrees. You could teach a social study. You could teach you elective. We yeah. get to early classes. Then you go be ADO. He'd be like, oh, you know, why don't, why don't I just, why don't we just have uh and they were like yeah we got geography we got you know whatever, whatever you want this world history or this vietnam whatever you're like hey what, what if we just like he basically was just like hey you know what why don't we just do like current events they were like, <laughs> they were like huh and he was like yeah you know like what happened yesterday <laughs> last week you know stuff like that's good for the kids and they were like well well there's not really a curriculum we have like geography books like we have things yeah, like right like, hey, we'll, i'll get a t- we'll get time magazine we'll get newsweek and we'll do these things. So that's what he did. He, they were, yeah. But, and, and you know what? It's funny is that I make a joke about it because he would just be like, hey, just test you on 
tomorrow. He tested tomorrow on yesterday. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all the guy did. He's a it was a genius role. He's like, yeah, what, yeah. what was it? So in the joke, I go, yeah, he's just gonna test you tomorrow on yesterday. Just pay attention <laughs> to what happened yesterday. Um, but actually, it worked out to be this thing that a lot of people were like, dude, it's a great class. He was a good lecturist because uh, yeah. he was a great communicator. To be a great coach, you have to be a great communicator. Well, so. to think to and, get high schoolers to think critically on mm-hmm. current events is more yeah. valuable than almost anything they're learning yeah. right. and he would do 10 day every day you did a quiz and it was about like he would give you an assignment like the night before he'd be like if you can't um and that was in the day of like you know by that time like vhs and whatever and he'd be like if you can't uh take notes on peter jennings tonight and if you can't be by the tv because you have like practice or drama or whatever or thing da 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 share uh pick somebody get a partner who can watch it raise your hand like somebody and then they'd be like you partner up take their notes share their notes take good yeah. notes and then next time you know somebody trade off but so he would do that so then you would get like a 10 question quiz on what peter Je- his whole half hour of nightline right what was it what did he talk what did he talk about when he talked about it like that or then he would give you an article on newsweek mm-hmm. and go 10 tomorrow read that article it's just a two-page article quick little snippet about this yeah part of thing and then i'm gonna have 10 quick, quick little hitters and so people actually really like it ended up being he was a really good teacher because he was a good coach so mm-hmm. he was teaching something that he was passionate about and right. he wanted to get across to people yeah so he wasn't locked into some subject that he was being like hey, go teach him this. Right. Right, right yeah not All forcing right. a curriculum yeah i remember my baseball coach in high school was the worst history teacher in history yeah right just <laughs> awful just because <laughs> like, they because they they make they ha- because of union guidelines certain things like a teacher has to be in the building so he's an influence not just some outsider uh, that comes in and coaches right. i mean a coach has to be in the building so a lot of times great programs will get like they'll just have a coach uh just like hey just whatever teach driver's ed yeah <laughs> like my dad a, a, my dad taught private but a public school wanted to lure him like some years into his career like when i was in junior high they were trying mm-hmm. to bring him in and he was just like oh and the teaching schedule was the whole thing and then they were trying to be like all right well you could just go teach kids how to drive in the morning he's like i want to be able to teach kids but i want to teach them all day if you want me to coach you yeah know? like they were trying and then I, he's like then i don't want to go sit in a car with him you know, yeah, no, that's the most stressful yeah kids. i couldn't imagine that's, kidding the, me? that's exactly so what my like, grandpa all, did like, yeah so. my grandpa taught in so he's like the god of this little city in northern california okay. Crescent city california yeah he was the high school football and basketball coach for like close to 40 years wow. and he was the ad and then towards the end, yeah, he was just teaching driver's ed. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> but your grandpa? Like yeah. when he shouldn't even have on his license side? anymore. My grandpa on my mom's side. So he was a college athlete. He was a, a basketball player, and then he was a runner. He's total jock, and like I said, he's like the god of this little city up there. And uh, just the coolest, sweet, big yeah. Niners fan. Like just That's he, great. We, Is he I, from that city? Um, no, he's from... Yakima, which is a small city in right, central Washington, right. and then he—I don't remember—I don't know the story of how so they ended up. So he went there. to Northern California. That—that's a really—that's awesome because that—that runs a lot of parallels with my dad. You know, um, the cool thing with my 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 dad was he's from that town, right? He was—he mm-hmm. was an athlete, a three-sport athlete in that town in the fifties. My dad went and started coaching at his alma mater, so mm-hmm. he was a, a basketball and a football standout there, yeah. and then came back and became the head coach. And that that high school eventually paved the way for the high school we had because they had to end up. The high school was called St. Mary's, it yeah. was a small Catholic school that he graduated from. But 
he was coached from 63 to 69, and that had to close for Lorraine Catholic. But that was just yeah. – everybody just moved over. He was still the head coach. He went and transitioned into that high school and never left. It's great that your dad, like, found a way to make it work because, as I understand, like, my grandpa kind of phased out because he just had a hard time with the teaching component. Mm-hmm. And especially, like – I mean, if you were teaching in the mid-'90s compared to the 70s, like, it's like it was a totally different – experience like when he he would tell stories of like you know kids who if he caught them chewing and uh <laughs> chewing tobacco he'd make them swallow it and they'd be puking in the side yeah, or, right they were like hitting kids back then like, right. like right. and so by the time we got to the mid 90s in high school he was like he felt like he had no authority and he was yeah. a real like kids these days you he know? saw the trailer yeah. for clueless and he's like yeah. i'm out of here yeah you know <laughs> you, you know what's funny is my dad never got to kids these days he got to parents these days mm. <laughs> he did yeah. he did that was his so he started coaching in 62 and quit in 2000 and my brother took wow. over but the school ended up closing in 2004 because we're like a, your brother uh, shut it down yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. way to yeah. go way to go matt yeah. um no so it's just you know we're from one of those steel rust yeah. belt towns that just fell apart over time and they couldn't support schools anymore what, so what was uh is your dad still alive yeah he's still he's still alive and kicking two-time cancer survivor and uh he you know he's uh yeah, man, he's still going, and he, you know, him and my mom still kicking. They're in their yeah. eight, in their eighties now. Yeah, what was mom like during all this? Like, mom was a, I, I'm, she's an interesting cat. Yeah, yeah, man, she's a coach's wife through and through. I don't and, think I even know the stereotype of a coach's wife. Just like, well, yeah, I guess I, I guess what I grew she up like? with yeah. one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know it well. <laughs> Like team mom type thing, you know? No, 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 no. Total opposite. Oh. And like, um, absolutely, like total opposite of a dance mom, man. No, somebody that would smack a dance mom upside the head. Yeah. That's wrong with you. Yeah. Get your kids, you know? What are you stupid? No, team, like, team, like, you know, team dinner mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. spaghetti and stuff. uh, Steak dinner, spaghetti dinner. The heart. The, the everything the, the the but hard on you yell it and my mom was a she was like a coach i mean she barked from she had reserve seats we, we, you know our school we, we packed the gym pretty That's much every you guys had reserve seats we had reserve seats you know a whole <laughs> we did but they, there was hundreds of reserve seat ticket holders they'd buy them in advance for every home game i love it and wow. the, we had so many we'd only offer so many tickets to the other student yeah, body yeah. we had a huge student scalpers body, out front upper deck well sometimes <laughs> tickets, tickets. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something sometimes my dad was announcing sellouts five days six ten yeah. days before ball games that were big on the wow. ticket you know yeah like when where lebron went akron st vincent st mary's before LeBron, there was a guy named Jerome Lane. I don't know if you remember the dude that ripped the backboard down at Pitt. Oh you know yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, of course, like yeah. yeah. So in '85, right? I, <laughs> I, you know, we had one of the top teams in the state, and they were the defending state champs. They were like number five in the USA Today poll. They were coming sure. into our place in a mid-season game, and that that game was sold out before the season, like when the season started. I mean, wow. all those tickets were gone. Like they, everybody. I mean, people. They, this was in the '80s, and somehow they the audiovisual guy was able to connect. They had t they had two cameras, uh, beta cameras, and they plugged them into a live monitor, and they oversold tickets. They told people if you can't get here, there are gonna people were watching it out in the concession room. stands in on wow. monitors, like like they do like kind of today, like yeah. they're doing that. To, and yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, so games like that, like like so. 
But my mom has had the same seats her whole life. 50-yard line up against the lower section wall. That, that side went about 10 rows up to a wall bleachers and then there was an upper deck that, that had about an, you know on that on the homes on the bench side and then the other side was a, a big side our gym sat about 2000 um Jeez, you know and, yeah it was and that was one, <laughs> that was a modest yeah. that was a modest gym you know yeah. I mean, nice big gym but it was a uh, and she would bark. I mean, bark at the officials. <laughs> You're terrible. I mean, she had a voice, and she'd get up and she'd she'd you know criticize <laughs> you when when you played bad. And believe me, you know, there's games I played bad, or my brothers played bad, and you know, she'd get on your case, man. And my dad never brought it home. Yeah, my dad never brought it home, but she did. <laughs> <laughs> this makes you like. Uh... This is like a counter argument to the kid who's like, "Well, oh, my parents never came to my games." Well, yeah, depending on be, how your parents were, you might not want them there. You didn't get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't get a good birthday cake one year. She didn't even get you a birthday cake. Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah. Exactly. She got me a birthday cake and said, "Oh, for six and had the game. <laughs> and had the game I play. You know, one, one for seven from the field. <laughs> yeah. Just gave you a break. two for five. <laughs> Here's a line. break. <laughs> Three turnovers. I just right, thought you yeah. could use another one of these bricks. Yeah, exactly. A break. <laughs> so you could finish that house you're exactly. making. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, That's I mean, weird. no, she was, but you know, you know, uh, she was a coach's wife through and through. Man. It seems she, like, she, I mean, the like this isn't like a, a like, oh yeah, you're thinking about the good old days, you know, your sports is like sports were like the foundation that your family was kind of built on. It yeah. seemed like in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I was telling. It's funny. I was being interviewed earlier today for like this uh, book a, gr a girl's doing, and uh, it was really a cool experience. And she she interviewed me for a couple, you know, wanted to get a life story into comedy, and and I said, you know, I had the coolest. Uh, upbringing in my sense like I was I had a functional upbringing I mean my parents were hard on us so there's always that trauma that you carry but right. for the regular function I had a great great childhood I mean mm. I was born into a basketball gymnasium <laughs> and <laughs> I was you know and I was a ball boy I was rolling yeah. around ball and you know what the cool thing was they is caught I, him, they I, caught him in a net yeah <laughs> I never had to I never had to idolize anyone because I got to, I got, when I was seven, eight years old, I got to touch my heroes. They were six, five senior all state ball players and they were, you know, guys that could dunk. And so when I took bus rides and mm -hmm. I was around the team and I was folding their warm ups and I was doing all this stuff, I was, I was on, I was, I had access to my heroes. My yeah. heroes were That's guys, funny. I got to pick up the paper on Saturday morning and see the guy that was shooting hoops with me. You know, sure. on the headlines for scoring right. 38 points. And, yeah. you know, people wanted to, you know, so I grew up in that realm of these. Uh, my dad had all so many great teams and so many great players year after year. So from eight, nine years, nine years old, I saw my brothers play because I'm the youngest. So I, I saw them play on great teams. And I got to experience that. And, uh, I, you know, I went on to coach a little bit after the fact before I started stand up. I was, you know, the freshman coach at the school for a few years. So I got to be in, you know, involved in all of it. it. It's a legacy. It's sad that the school's gone. You know, everything, things have to change. But, uh, you know, it's there's so many great memories. I'm slowly chipping away at a documentary about kind mm -hmm. of the, 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 the career of that school. My dad's look as, you know, our last name was the only name that coached basketball. It was, it, I had one of those. Cause so the, but back, get back to saying like the first job I ever had was the greatest job I ever had was, was, mm. was I was a ball boy and that was a job I had. I had to yeah. like make sure that things were full. I mean, I went, cleaned up on a road game, made sure with the other team manager that we had everything on the bus. Like everything yeah. was folded up after warmups. I used to, there's some great photos of me at like a tournament. There's this great photo. I must be four or five years old, five, five or six years old. 
and um, uh, it's a big tournament game out of neutral site, and I, there's uh, a, a it's 1977, I think, and there's a referee, and he's standing there looking down at me, and I'm wiping up uh, perspiration off the floor inside the key, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the backdrop of this packed gym and there's sure. like these cheerleaders from the 70s and there's this me this little boy and i'm wiping up this <laughs> this spot that yeah. the ref called me on to wipe yeah. up as like players yeah. are scattered in the photo yeah uh, and you couldn't have been happier to do it oh i mean <laughs> though th that was like the coolest thing like i got crashed into by a, a, a six t we played a guy six uh sam johnson was his name 611 played for larry west big big these guys were huge and they ended up beating us in this game but it was a close tournament game and because of that i would sit on the ba baseline in those tournament games when the gym would get packed and it would be march by that time so spring might have sprung sometimes right. so these gyms were like boiler rooms because sure. it was unseasonably warm possibly yeah heat had been on all winter long and then like these the, the glass is all fogging up the court saturated so i was underneath the basket on alert to keep wiping and he came on a fast break and we fouled him coming in you know the pads against the wall oh yeah and i got absolutely crushed you I became mean, the pad against oh the wall <laughs> they had to carry they literally had to carry me off like uh, <laughs> Dude, they carried me off like I was a dead infant. Like, yeah. it was just like I was just all, walked over and I was like crying. They had to take yeah. me to like the trainer's room. Best day like, of your life. I was a f five year old ball boy. I had to go to the trainer's room. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry, who's coming in mm -hmm. right now? Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. I had to go get, you know, so. an ice bath. Yeah, I had to come back out. I had to come back out to wipe floors like Willis Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always so curious about, and I maybe want to hear your take on this, about what it is about sports that like, at all levels just brings i mean it'll bring people apart too but there's something about it because it, it seems i mean objectively like if you were like uh aliens you know of evaluating this whole thing mm -hmm. you'd be like what i don't i don't understand yeah i don't understand why they're so involved it looms really large yeah it's, oh, it's like think, one of the biggest things in american culture i yeah. think what if it, not the biggest thing in american culture yeah i think at the end of the day uh and yeah i think you, it brings more people together i think at the bigger picture it does bring more people together than it tears them apart and i think that's based solely a lot of the time on the individual i think good good people that want good things out of a situation it right will, it will turn out good for them and yeah bad people that want to have a bad situation will probably sports will tear some or let it let it get to a point sure. where it's, it's yeah it's, it's it's made you that but i think at the end of the day the real thing is is the limitless possibilities the you know i mean i think we all love some competition no matter what it yeah. is even uh even the most pacifists yeah of, of some sort have some type of streak of competition that yeah. they, they want to at least, you know, be recognized for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, you know, in the forefront of something. So I think that has a. a I think that's true. Door. I think there's a primal evolutionary type thing in there that's like, I want to win. You yeah, know, like you want to be a part of a winner. And you know what? Well, that's the, that's the one I'm more interested in, yeah. which is the fanhood. Like, I remember, so the last. You know, the last year before we moved to San Diego was the last Seahawks game I went to, and it was the year that we beat the Saints in the playoffs, the Beast Mode run, the famous, mm -hmm. most one of the most famous plays in Seattle sports history. Sure. And it was a crazy game. We were seven and nine. We had no business being in the playoffs, <laughs> but we won our division. So it was a yeah. home game. And we were playing yeah. the Saints, who won the Super Bowl the last year. And we go up, and then they come back, and then the Marshawn run happens. And I remember so vividly the euphoria 
in the air because it sealed the game. Yeah. And I remember full embracing strangers, yeah. just yeah. hugging them, yeah. hugging them. I don't hug my dad often. <laughs> let, me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I used to do a joke on stage when when uh, the cat when when Kyrie hit the shot yeah. for the Cavs. Yeah. I, it was the first time I hugged my brother since my grandma's funeral in 1993. <laughs> in 1993. But I go, but the weird part was is this time it wasn't uncomfortable. <laughs> it was actually a really genuine yeah. hug. Yeah. It felt you know, weird. When, my, when it was next to my grandma's casket, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, do we really have to do that? But was, when this guy was, we don't know. Yeah, for... when a guy we don't know is carrying our team to the fight, we're like, oh my God. And then we held. I mean, we held that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the the World Baseball Classic down here. Oh, nice. I was the absolute, I would say maybe, beside, yeah, I think. Well, national top, tie is the strongest. Top five. I think so. First yeah. of all, the only time I have ever and probably will ever unironically chanted USA and it felt good. Yeah. Like, I get why people do it. Like, I've never yeah. done it before and I never, I didn't think I was going to do it, but you everyone was chanting to... USA and I was like, what well, am I you, I was like, you were ready so to go assassinate fun. a terrorist. It, it was so <laughs> much fun. We're doing And then uh, Manny Machado hits the ball, this is when he's on the, the Orioles, and Adam Jones, who's from San Diego, yeah. robs the home run, and it, the entire place went absolutely yeah. nuts. And the same thing, I was hugging a dude who yeah. was yeah. next to me, I'm a Dodgers fan, I, had a, I was hugging a dude in a Giants jersey and a, and a, uh, yeah. a dude in a, in a Rockies jersey, and we were all hugging, like legit yeah. embracing yeah. ourselves. I'm just going to let you know, it will be less exciting when Jesus comes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know. There will be less exciting. We They'll be the, like, what? Oh, hold on. I, I mean, the yeah. most, the most, uh, it's, it, and I think it is, uh, it's, it's, not even, it's also the community, but also I think it's like dope just to see people doing something at the, like, just doing amazing things, right. doing doing things at the top of. If you if you if you like right. anything, if you like anything, I don't understand people who like sports are stupid. Like if you think, I mean, I if you say that, then you have to say music is dumb. Absolutely you have to say right. Ballet I've said, I've is said, stupid. You have to I've, say yeah. opera singing because I've it's just people who are doing the, the something that everyone has tried to do. Everything, even when you're a little kid, you have tried to run or jump or do something, and it's someone who does that at a level that is literally mind-boggling boggles yeah, right. the mind michael jordan when he comes up that someone just sent me a clip today where he come he came up under went under two other you know i mean he was in the air for like 15 seconds it felt like you right. know he's like seeing yeah. someone doing something at that level something that everyone could do and seeing someone doing something that great it's just like it's the it's 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 just and to get to that boggles level, the mind and to get to that level with with the, the the person that says those things stupid or sports don't realize the work that went into it either. sure yeah exactly you know, yeah, yeah. michael jordan can jump that high but to be able to create the things he created time and time again that took just monumental hours yeah. of work because you mm-hmm. just they, they're just not gonna put a guy on the floor that can float by right. every somebody every once in a while <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like every once in a while like and so all these things like you look at it and sports also it has great stories i mean there's stories of you know Look mm. at look at what sports has uh, done in the trickle down effect, right? Like, look at what Roberto Clemente has left behind. Sure. Yeah. L- look at what you know. Um, it's funny. I was watching yesterday. And this is much smaller scale than those guys. I was watching a story from um, Taylor Rapp, who's a he's coming out of where I went to school, Washington, mm-hmm. and he's like an Asian American player in football, and there's like zero. There's right. n- and that win. Yeah, he was telling all these stories <laughs> about, you know, growing up without 
a role model that looked like him. And I think that you're right about that. I think that what sports does, it's nothing it's nothing um, unique about sports because there's a lot of other vehicles that do this. Yeah. But what it does is it exposes great human stories, just like music does, just mm-hmm. like, sure. uh, you know, ballet, sure. all Piano everybody, every, just like it exposes ugly stories. Yeah. Yeah. Just but, like yeah. it has, it, it has its ugly face. Look at yeah. the, 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 the tiger arc. You know, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh, what a beautiful story between him and his dad and then the fall and now the comeback. And then, yeah. OK, it's uh, it's a I think what what people like about it is what it is the competition. But I think what they like is the humanness of it. And I think that there's something like a lesson of fanhood. Like when you go to Browns fans are the ultimate example mm-hmm. <laughs> that anyone is still on board with that. Yeah, I yeah. actually use the Browns as an example of when people um like my uber liberal friends are like, I can't believe that people still get on board with Trump. Oh, and they, I go, if people are still Browns fans, right. They will exactly. never give I've, up on I've, Trump. The funny thing that you said that is one time on a radio, uh, on a radio interview, I said, we're the Trump fans of sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. You can't tell us anything's going right. to be worse than it is. And we're just going to be like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, you're, GM has uh, been suspended for illegal texting yeah. from the oh, 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 go Brown. What do we got? Number two pick this year? Go yeah, Brown. Perfect. Yeah. Just <laughs> what you wanted. Got him just what you want him. We got him right. just what we want him. <laughs> it is the same exact thing yeah. of when they're like, hey, uh, you know, Trump came out with some like uh, <laughs> racial <laughs> comments against Native Americans today. Yeah, Build MAGA. That wall. MAGA. Build that exact same thing it's we are i've said i literally said that to a guy that was like yeah man it's been i was like you know maybe like you guys i can't believe that you know and uh now it's funny that now we are literally right now we are catching the biggest like bandwagoners across the country that have sure. not would have not, the people that made jokes about us that yeah, laugh sure. the same people yeah. that would when i would they would laugh at me about i used to do a bit where i go you know being a browns fan i go I, you know it's like i go you tell somebody you're from cleveland yeah they they, they, they don't they don't assume you're a browns fan still they, they kind of give yeah. you that so what are you you you're still a you're a browns fan did you switch still? to colts or yeah, what like, you yeah, you still you still a browns fan but, and then when i tell them yeah you when I tell them, yeah, they tell they take the news like you just told them your wife became a vegetable and you're gonna stay with her. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man, oh wow! Just, God bless. They put you. a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, I, I swear that must yeah. be. So. They lift you up in prayer. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, oh, I just what you're doing is so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I just if you ever need anything, you want to talk during the, the season. Yeah. You know, week ten comes along. You want to yeah. just, just you know. <laughs> once you're done watching, yeah. yeah once you, once your once, once your season's just, over, uh, do you want to come over? The misery only makes it stronger. Exactly. So the misery is why you hugged your brother for that long. Yeah. yeah because it really is. so forever they they would always say that the three most tortured cities yeah. for sports in America are Cleveland, Seattle, and San Diego. Those yeah. are the three. Because not only they are bad Buffalo. When they're good, yeah. Buffalo doesn't have enough teams though. But like yeah. when their teams are good, they got two. They don't seal yeah. the deal. You yeah. know, and that's what happened with Seattle forever. So when people were like, they bring up like us losing the Super Bowl to the Patriots, I'm like, you got to understand, I never thought we would win one. 
The, yeah. We won the year before. I'm like, I'm good. Do you remember yeah. that? I'm good forever. And that's the uh, same thing. Hugging well, strangers, euphoria. Yeah. The Brown, the Cavs are a little different story. Like we, like Kent Willickson, we're we're appreciative of the whole experience. We got a championship, but that town is really deep rooted in Cleveland Browns football, and a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people will still not feel like the curse is broken until one of those two other two wins. Indians, Indians are, too. Yeah. Indians are, are Indians would Indians are a cursed let's team. Say, yeah. Let's say there. the Browns never healed. Let's say we don't have it. Let's say we're in the same boat. Let's say we're yeah. still one in thirty one going on two and sixty two right now. Right. Let's just say that. <laughs> a a World Series this year or last year, something like that, yeah. would would really just kind of cement it all. It would yeah. make sure it would make Almost everybody go if the Browns never yeah, win it. It'd buy them seven more this, years. This town has yeah. If the Browns never win it, this town has you know yeah, yeah. whatever. We've done it. Yeah, we've, that, we've really done it with the Cleveland Indians, and um, there is you know the curse is broken. I'm I think changing the hat is that's the first step for the Indians. I think changing the hat was like. That's we hope. First, yeah, we that's hope. the first thing to like get them like you yeah, know. Yeah, we hope because you got to have the you, you know, have I, the, the emotions you know, of everyone. The rest of the, t- the rest of the nation you know, has to be behind you. I agreed with a, finally taking it off for the the field. I mean, I still own one. Yeah, and I love. I grew up on that, and I I try to express to some people he that when wears, you're a kid, when you're a kid growing up with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're a fan, right? You're yeah. uh, you identify with that chief, and you kind of. Uh, and the thing was, is a lot of the reason why that chief was designed in the first place was the C was becoming so taken in all forms of fonts. Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago had two teams. Cincinnati had another team, so there was these C's. And uh, a lot of the reason why I think, and you know, you're talking about a day and age of insensitivity to the second power. Yeah. Right, obliviousness, even yeah, yeah, yeah. if you will, just mm-hmm. on you know, um, and and I there was a, a, a standard to stand out, to logo out. Nobody can be what we are. Right. We mm-hmm. go with this mascot, and we go with an emblem, and we go with a logo that's not a letter. Nobody will ever trample on that. Right, dog. and then everyone else saw, and they're like, "No, we're well, never going to do that." Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah," they're like, "Well, yeah, at you... that point, you just went like, okay, right?" <laughs> no, like that's the they... guy from the Peter Pan movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was a pretty yeah. common thing at that point. Yeah, so they did that. But, you know, in the end of the day, when you look back on history, nobody uh, really, other than the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time, nobody had ever, nobody has, was, and still progressively was more fast to be inclusive sure. in in breaking in down the racial barriers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the day Jackie Robinson opened in 47, Larry Doby was in the the lineup for the Indians in July 5th of 47, three months later after yeah. opening yeah. day. Uh, Satchel Paige was right behind him. Frank Robinson was the first black manager in the history of baseball. Cleveland yeah. Indians player yeah. manager. Yeah. Um, they've done a, they've done, they've done nothing. That franchise from the front office, we've had good ownership for many years, yeah. most of the run of 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 the franchise since mm-hmm. the 50s well we we're talking about bringing how it brings people together and this is a good place to land my, i'm ultimately curious so you said you got the bachelor party coming up yeah so you're engaged uh-huh. when, yeah, when's, yeah, yeah yeah when's the when's the wedding september 21 okay so you've got some time yeah what is she is she in on this is she sports fan is this is it no it's great it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my wife is she'll like she'll wear the shirts and i'm like listen i never love you more than when you're in a washington husky oh, shirt sh- uh, <laughs> my girl won't yeah she won't even wear it she don't care and I love that she doesn't because it, it gives me another world. Yeah. I, she's like my, I love that, yeah. she's an escape into a life that I I, I have n- um, never had. Mm. And it's a beautiful life. And I love it. And I can still have, she 
allows me freedom to be everything. She loves comedy and she loves my comedy. She doesn't care about any of the sports. She lets me go in the other room and watch the NBA playoffs if I desire. And I make the time for her that she deserves. And she is perfect. Yeah. And she does. And I don't want her to like sports. You know what? I don't want to talk sports with a girl. I like, listen, your girlfriend. She's cool. I'll go to a party. She knows basketball. I'll have a good time. My girlfriend don't get me. My, my fiance, she'll walk over here and talk to somebody else. She'll let me talk to a girl that knows about sports because my girlfriend looks at me and, you know, she's younger and beautiful and she's like, well, whatever. I dare you to cheat on me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. At your loss, like, buddy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, so I don't care. She's not, she's secure. Yeah. She's like, talk sports to that girl yeah. that knows sports. I don't care. And, and if that's, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, I, that's I I love that element because I talk sports. Yeah. I have so many friends I talk sports with. Yes. I'm actually trying to thin some of them. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast didn't help. Then. This podcast didn't help. <laughs> I do. I think that's great advice because my like that's a great perspective. My wife, she'll be like, oh okay, you yeah. know, like if we lose a game or something, and it helps. It helps get on. But now I have an uber big sports fan and uber emotional. 11 year old yeah so yeah. now there's two of us and moping what's he around emotional the about what, sports your, your teams though oh yeah no. no he took all the seattle teams okay and the warriors okay because well, we, right, right, right. well we don't have a team we don't have a team clippers. in san diego pretty soon the clippers, no, we don't man. have a team in san diego yeah, and we don't have a team in seattle, seattle man so you he, have the clippers in seattle when, i guarantee when we when we get he'll, he'll come back but he's turned on them too because the Clippers were so likable at first, or the Warriors were so likable at first, and now like, no, they're not. They're now, ev- now they're every the single villain, yeah. one of them has. They're the like, Empire now. Well, every single they're one of them the has Empire. like a custom dance move at this it's point. Terrible. Like, it's, it's, but anyway, I don't want to go to that. But now <laughs> around the house, it's and now my dad lives with us too. So like a Hawks loss, like half fifty oh percent of the house is in brutal shape. <laughs> and the cat looked kind of sad. Not, the not cat time, always yeah. looks sad, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And you'll notice, like, it, it, you've already noticed, it makes recovering fine. Because oh. you have someone in your house that just doesn't care. Like, and you know what? It does make it recover. And because she doesn't, I, I can't talk to her about it. I'm not yeah. going to vent to her about it. I text, I'll, I'll go on a text stampede with, like, some boys back home, you yeah. know? Then I toss it. I'm like, well, are we watching Miss Maisel? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing? Well, I'm happy for you, buddy. Good luck Good, in thanks, the marriage. I mean, thanks for doing the pod. This and was fun, uh, man. And go Browns. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, man. Thanks for hanging with me, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheir at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.